Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We got a new segment with uh, our friend Ryan Timmerman of the Muscatine Journal. Uh, he's going to do a Muscatine report. But first, I want to mention some of the sponsors that are helping uh, put this program out Helmut Ford of uh, Sigourney, Iowa, Henshaw Trailers of Richland, Iowa, uh, LC's Kitchen.net of uh, uh, Copic, Iowa. You, uh, go to their website and order stuff. Um, uh, John Bain of Wayland, Iowa, wrote a book called uh, Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On. You can get that uh, on their Facebook page or anywhere books are sold. Also, the the Village Bookstore in Washington, Iowa. Uh, we want to thank uh, uh, Claire Hand Trucking and uh, several other other sponsors, one, uh, Jefferson County Realty. But Ryan Timmerman, you, uh, you were at maybe the most exciting game in the whole state of Iowa last night. And we want to hear... <laughs> And, and all the area Muscatine teams play kind of pivotal games. Uh, yep. uh, just go ahead and start uh, giving us the Muscatine report. Um, well, I guess we have to start with the Muscatine game. They beat um, Bettendorf uh, for the first time in 10 years. Um, uh, Ty Kozad, their, their junior running back, had almost 400 yards rushing. Uh, and four touchdowns, uh, right around 40 carries. So, I mean, not, not – uh, too many other muskies touch the ball, but I uh, don't think that it really bothers them. The defense played really well. They had um, big plays by Lincoln Brookhart, a uh, big interception um, early on to set up a touchdown. And then um, Evan Frankie had a big sack late, and and they just, um, you know, they, the defense made plays when they needed to, even though um, Bettendorf had uh, Isaiah Martinez go for, over 250 yards rushing and four touchdowns. So um, I guess it's not very often uh, you get to see a game where there's two kids that go for combined for eight touchdowns. And, and over 600 yards rushing. Yeah, for nice. sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a pretty crazy game. And, um, you know, uh, Muscatine rushed the field. Afterwards, it was great that they got, uh, that they got to experience that at home. And, and that's, it's kind of what it's all about, I guess, is just kind of getting to getting to see that level of excitement. Well, I, I imagine it was a raucous night in Muscatine. Uh, I heard it was very loud. Yep. And uh, uh, it just seemed like the crowd was just on the edge of their seats and really into this game for the whole, the whole 60 minutes. Yep, definitely. Um, crowd, crowd was, it was noticeably big crowd uh, even right away. And... Um, and, you know, I, I think there was kind of a lot of people that were anticipating a good game, and they got that and more. Yeah. Uh, well, what does this do for the Muscatine community and the program? And, uh, 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 you know, what's it like there Saturday morning, everybody waking up to a big win like that? Uh, you know, uh, their spirits are really, really high right now. Um, but I think uh, – you know, I think they still they still know that that they have a ways to go. You know, they're one and two, um, but but this kind of um, this kind of sets the tone going forward. Uh, I think even just kind of the the biggest thing, even going back to last week, they you know they lost um, they lost last week uh, pretty big to Iowa City West, forty two twenty one. But but even then, um, this Ty Kozad had a big game there and and I think they they're just kind of um they're the kids there are are um 
how how to play and, and they're kind of um teaching themselves that uh that they can do it and and that is just kind of um you know i've talked to their coach before and, and it just felt like they would be in a game for a quarter and a half um two quarters two and a half quarters but then things would just fall apart and it would snowball in in the wrong direction and it just feels like uh, uh, they're getting some positive momentum and things are going in the right direction. And, yeah. um, and, and, and so that, that it's just huge for the, it's bigger. I think it's almost bigger for the kids confidence than it is for, for the win almost. Well, yeah, because they're, they're in a really, really, you know, they're, they're, they're playing above their, they're fighting above their weight. There's no, no question about it. They're, they just shouldn't be as uh, high bringing their schedule so tough and uh, nobody likes to lose all the time. And uh, uh, this was a hard-fought win. Uh, tell me just about how hard they had to fight for this win. Uh, I mean, Bettendorf is always pretty, like, big, physical. You kind of know what you're getting. They're, they're um, kind of have the same team every year. They just like to grind it out and, and kind of out-physical you a little bit. And, and they definitely, um, you know, did that to some success last night. Uh, there was some big penalties uh, called against them. Uh, a lot of penalties either way. I think there was close to 20 penalties, like close to 10 on each team. Um, but but that's just kind of, um, I guess, when you're when you kind of have a, a running game and 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 both teams, uh, you know, their Muscatine didn't attempt to pass all night. Um, Bettendorf, I think. Uh, attempted maybe eleven or so. So there's a lot of lot of ground, um, a lot of ground attempts, and and when you do that, there's going to be some holding. Um, you know, a lot of physical play that kind of might leave it up to the refs. But um, but yeah, it was just kind of um, it was just a little bit of a war of attrition, I guess. And and, and I think I think maybe being the home team really really helped Muscatine. Yeah, I'm a big uh, fan of the home team. Uh, uh, but tell tell me about how that game. Okay, so like, how late in the game did, was it before they won that game? I mean, it seemed like there was a lot of back and forth. Uh, when did they finally uh, have have uh, the game in hand? I mean, it was. No, Bettendorf had the ball and was was driving a little bit. Got to around midfield um, with under a minute left, and their quarterback uh, Charlie Zimmerman took off up the middle on a fourth and nine play. Um, I believe there was around 40 seconds left. Fourth and nine, they had the ball um, just inside Muscatine territory, maybe around the 40-yard line or so. So they were driving. Um, it was 37-34, which was the final. And, and it, it got to a measurement. They, they had to call the chains out and stuff. And so that was – that was a lot of drama, but it was, you know, it was a, a few chain links short, and that was the difference. So, I mean, it was a game right up until the end. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. It just sounded like, uh, you know, with all the efforts. And then what was it like when, when the when the final bell rang and, and, and you got to win? What was it like in the stands for the for the Muscatine faithful? Um, well, one, once there, it got to zeros, I don't, there wasn't a ton of people left in the stands because like the, the entire student section rushed field. Um, and, and so, and I, I think, you know, a lot of people were, were happy and kind of, um, they, they, uh, renovated the stadium there, uh, this past, within the past couple of years. 
and and there's a nice little kind of commons area and stuff where all the players kind of meet and stuff after the game. So I think, you know, it, it seemed like the entire community was out there ready to greet the players as they came off and stuff. Uh, and so, so that was really great to see. And, and, and it actually might not have even been possible a couple of years ago before these renovations. So that, that was just great. Well, we're glad that you guys got the win. I'm glad that the community is, uh, is elated. And uh, it's a perfect example of small town Iowa football, isn't it? I mean, or small town anywhere football. You know, it's the football brings the community together. And it's a big rallying point. And all the kids, whether they, they win the state championship or they lose every game, they all practice. They all work for a goal. They're all putting in all the time, you know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and nobody gives you wins. You have to earn those. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh, I, I'm very happy for the Muscatine team and the community and uh, looking forward to some more uh, big games like this. Yep, for sure. I, I certainly think that this, um, as I said, even going back to last week, they uh, that, that whole team is just playing with a lot of confidence right now. And, and they were really looking to reset uh, after last year, they went one and eight last year. Um, their only win was was the last game of the year, um, and so they were they were kind of down and out last year. But they they put in a ton of work over the off season, and just uh, really really made an effort to come into this year with a clean slate. Um, had a tough go of it first couple games, but um, I think they really I think the team really feels like they they are turning a corner. Well, who do they, who do they got next week? Uh, they are at Pleasant Valley next week. Okay. Well, that, and that, so so that'll be another big test. Okay. Well, what other games uh, was going on in the Muscatine area? Um, we Last week we talked a lot about Columbus. Um, they had a big win over Wapolo, 39-19. Um, and they have kind of a, a two-headed monster uh, backfield. Um, I think – running backs will be kind of a, a theme here as I go through these games, but, um, but they have a couple kids that are right around um, 400 yards for the season. Um, and Tristan Miller and Caden Amagon, um, Amagon even missed week one, but he's over 400 yards for, for the season. Um, Miller is right there, 391. They both have four touchdowns on the season and, and some really, some really, uh, uh, exciting young kids too. Um, uh, Amagonza Jr. Uh, this Riley uh, Kahlberg, sophomore. He's got five touchdowns and almost 200 yards on the season. Um, and so that that's a big win for for that program. And they're they're three and all. I haven't had time to look into it, but um, last week when they were two and all, I went back and looked and found out that they were two and all for the first time since like 2008. So I could only guess when the last time they were three and all was, and, and I think I think that's a team that's that's ready to make a, a playoff push, and um, wouldn't be surprised if they kind of sneak into the rankings. They got some votes this past week for the to you know be in the be in the rankings there in, in Class A. So um, I, I think they're ready to make a playoff push. Well, it's a huge step forward for Columbus, and I know Columbus is a, you know. Like Muscatine was last night, I'm sure they're they're over the moon. That was a home win for them. Now uh, mm-hmm. they 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 beat Wabolo, and uh, Wabolo and Columbus Junction actually had a common opponent, which was Wabiza Muscatine, and Wabolo yep. actually actually beat them more. So I was kind of a 
expecting this to be a little closer than it was, but uh, 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 this is a quality win over over Wapolo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Wapolo is a very well coached team, um, pretty disciplined, and and they're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna lay down for anybody. Um, but uh, you know, um, Columbus just kind of. With with Miller and Amagon and and even uh, Hoback at quarterback Jeff Hoback and and the uh, Riley Kalberg, they just kind of can come at you in waves and and all of those kids that I mentioned play both ways and are forces on on defense and, and they just um, a lot of stuff going in the right direction. Whereas Wapolo still kind of Wapolo hasn't had a chance to get healthy yet this season. Um, Jake Gustafson, their their main running back. Um, he's kind of been hampered. Um, Caleb Ely uh, missed time, and those those are their top two running backs, and so they've just kind of been behind the eight ball a little bit here. But I think they're looking to get healthy and, and kind of um, looking to to make a run once once district play starts. Well, who um, do these teams play next week? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Um, let's see. Well, Scotty Melvin's coming to Columbus next week. Uh, mm-hmm. um, Wapolo has Pekin next oh, week. Oh, that's going to be a good game. Yep. And then, yep. Uh, so that's that's going to be exciting. Both those mm-hmm. games going to be real exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, what what else was going on in uh, over in Boston? Um, Durant won again. They're they're at three and zero. They barely got past Northeast, but Northeast is a really good team, but North, you know, they've tough schedule, uh, lost some, lost a couple close games here to, to Wilton and Durant the past couple weeks, but Nolan DeLong, um, he's incredible, uh, has been incredible the entire, his entire career. Um, but senior running back, He's out. He he had over 300 yards last night too. Um, he's at he's at 965 rushing yards for the season. So he's at almost a thousand yards through three games and nine touchdowns. Um, uh, completed a pass last night for 33 yards. Just does a little bit of everything. Has has had almost double digit tackles on defense um, every game so far. Uh, just just a great athlete and um can't say enough about these kids that go both ways and put up these numbers because just the level of endurance and, and kind of focus and mental toughness to to almost play every every play is is pretty outstanding yeah it was uh, it was an outstanding night all around i was uh, uh uh that delong kid uh the first person to bring him up to me this year was coach jensen of sigourney and yep. uh, he was uh Rightfully very concerned about him because he said if that kid stepped up his game any, we're going to have our hands full. Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, he's he's really a, a – and that Goose Lake there, I remember seeing them in the playoffs uh, uh, against Mid Prairie last year, and they had a quarterback that was a freshman last year. And uh, he was very poised, and uh, uh, I can't imagine what he's going to be like when he's a senior. So uh, I'm sure Goose Lake was a that's a good quality win, and Durant is off to a great start. Now, are they getting any votes in the top ten? Yes, they did this past week, and and again there, I I would assume that they're only going to get more, and and could could very well um, 
see them in the rankings this this upcoming week too once all the votes are tallied and everything because i think they're gaining more and more respect uh statewide um oh go ahead is wilton in your area yes they are and they they won they won also uh, again um they beat highland 55 9 and most of that um i think they were up they were up like 48 nothing at halftime so i think um, I believe they pretty much played a, a JV squad for the second half, and, and that's that's a really outstanding um, group there at Wilton, and um, and really young too. A lot of their a lot of their playmakers are are still like sophomores. Um, uh, Drew Keith, uh, Drew Keith at quarterback, Owen Hassel, Damian Pessel, um, those are all sophomores, and. Um, they have combined to rush for like, uh, almost 500 yards combined seven touchdowns between them. And that, that's rushing. Um, Keith has a, a passing touchdown. And so, um, uh, just a ton, ton of sophomores that, that are huge contributors and they got, they, they got, uh, their wrestling team is, is stacked in their upper weights. And those are all, that's basically their offensive line is, is, you know, their, their upper, their middle to upper weights for the wrestling team. Wrestling team made it to, to state team state last year. And so, and so they're just big and physical and, and the, I, those, those skills on the wrestling mat, um, just translate so well to, to these kind of grinded out, um, very physical football games. And, and those, those kids just kind of have some, some know-how to them that, and they're, they're kind of playing above their, their experience level. Well, who is their coach? I was supposed to either talk to him today or Monday. Ryan Hetzler. Yeah. He's got them going. Are they getting any votes for the top 10? I'm sure they will. Um, I don't believe they've gotten votes yet, but, but I'm sure that'll change, um, you know, every, every week, uh, you know, I, I'm sure statewide there's, there's teams that go in undefeated and, and take a loss or whatever. And, and, you know, teams get bumped up. So every week that they can um, kind of grind out a win, even as big as it was this past week, uh, I'm sure uh, other people are taking notice and they'll, They'll kind of appear on some some uh, voters' radars that that maybe um, didn't consider them in, in weeks past. So I don't believe they have gotten, but but I'm sure they will. It seems like a, you know, yeah. you, you, Muscatine has a lot of great teams to follow, and this, this was a very big night uh, for Muscatine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, you have some other schools. Yes, um, West Liberty lost to Independence, um, fifty to eight. Uh, they're West Liberty's zero and three, but um, they started out zero and three last year, and um, and they ended up making the playoffs. So I think they're again kind of keying on um, district play. They always they kind of punch above their weight um, with non-district play and. Um, I think they they really kind of test their kids with with these early games, and that they're um, replacing uh, Josiah Galvan, who's now at at Northern Iowa, um, and they're they're kind of learning who to who to go who their go to guys are or who they can rely on and things like that. And so, I think they'll they'll right the ship. Um, you know, like like I said, last year was kind of a similar start, and they made the playoffs. So. 
um, they just always kind of seem to peak um, at the right time at the end of the year. And I think they're kind of, um, you know, round, round, they'll figure it out, I think. Um, so, uh, but that, but, you know, big loss. Um, the Wise of Muscatine, kind of same thing. They lost to Van Buren County, uh, 70 to 22. But again, a um, lot of, lot of younger kids. Um, they're relying on a ton of freshmen, sophomores, and um, they're, they're just kind of figuring it out. I, I covered them last week at Wapolo and, and uh, you know, their, their coach, had great things to say about their their senior class with Kendall Pugh, um, Spencer Kessel, Chris Day. Uh, I'm leaving a couple out. I forget, but um, um, Seth Brahas. But they they just um, the the seniors kind of get it. Um, they're they're they know that they're this year is more about establishing something for the future, and and they're they're just kind of looking to take one one step at a time and, and build build a program from the ground up because. Last year, they, you know, um, can't kind of had to prematurely cancel their season with three games left because of injuries and, and whatnot. So, so they they really had to hit kind of a, a hard reset. But a lot of kids are um, kind of in it for the long haul, and um, you know, want want to get that program right. Well, uh, the Van Buren County team they played is the exact opposite of uh, what you're describing as, but they're senior laden. They're, they got a lot of seniors and juniors, and they are are uh, uh, a group like your team will be, like Louisa uh, Muscatine will be in, in three or four years, playing a lot of freshmen and sophomore. These are a bunch of guys that played together as freshmen and all the way and, and got way more playing time than they should have. And uh, uh, I think uh, that was a big win for, for Van Buren County. Uh, Louisa Muscatine's defense is pretty porous. But their offense is is doing pretty great, and they 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 are putting points up on the board every game they're playing, aren't they? Yeah, um, they they are, and, and big plays too. The um, Jesse Rainier, I'm not sure. I know he left last week hurt. Uh, I haven't checked. I don't know if he made it back this week. But between him, um, Chris Day, uh, as I mentioned, um, Barajas, the running back, they they have kids. They have very they have explosive playmakers. It's just kind of it, it it hurts them that they're they're so young in spots. Teams can kind of teams can kind of hunt that out and, and sniff that out, um, uh, especially defensively, and, and pick apart um, kind of some some weak spots where where they are playing some some kids that are maybe aren't quite ready yet. But it's it'll be beneficial for them in the long run to have the experience this year, um, and so so I think. I think they'll manage to kind of um, turn turn some failures this year into into future successes. Yeah, well, uh, Scotty Melvin and I noticed there were a lot of teams this year that uh, you know kind of uh, replacing a lot of players. They had a lot of seniors graduate. You know, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Cardinal and Sigourney uh, come to mind there. But it seems like in week three, those teams. Uh, are starting to gel. Uh, I don't think that's affecting them as much as it was before. I think these players are are gelling and learning how to play together, and uh, I think that it's going to be a, a great. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, uh, you know, we talked about the the Wilton game, but I think Highland kind of fits that description too. Not they're not in my coverage zone, but kind of 
follow them uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, on the outskirts because they play all these teams that are in my coverage zone. Highland was a team that made the playoffs last year, but, um, you know, had, had, a, had a rough goal of it so far this year, but, but just, uh, you know, kind of, again, kind of had to hit the reset button a little bit. Plus their schedule is brutal. I mean, yeah. They, they yep. played three that, the, you know, the toughest teams you could possibly play. So, yeah. Uh, yep. But like I say, look at Van Buren last night. You know what I mean? They, they mm-hmm. started out with a bunch of freshmen that were just forced into action, you know, and then four mm-hmm. years later, uh, you know, they're, they're pushing uh, themselves into a playoff bid here, I think. Yep, yep. And, and like, like this Muscatine team and, and some other teams, it, it kind of just takes like that aha moment for, for kids to kind of prove to themselves that, that they can do it. And, and once that, um, w- once that happens, that, then it's almost, you can kind of almost throw everything out that happened before that time, because, because once they hit that, um, they just have a whole other level of confidence in themselves. Well, we've got about five minutes left. Can you give us a little preview of next week, you know, and, and maybe some games you've got circled that are that are big games? Um, yeah, Durant will be at Wilton. Um, so that's a big game. Uh, both both are 3-0. and um, and, and so that, that'll be – and that's a very big rivalry to begin with. Those, those schools are four or five miles apart. Um, and so that that's regardless of records, regardless of sport, that is always a rivalry. So I can't imagine what that game is going to be like with both teams going in three and oh. And so really looking forward to that game. Um, as we mentioned, uh, Muscatine is at PV. Uh, Louisa Muscatine has West Branch. Um, uh, Wapolo, we said Pekin. Um, yeah, much improved Pekin team. Yes, very much so. Yeah, uh, I think they won forty-six to six or forty-seven to six or something yesterday. So, mm-hmm. so that won't be a cakewalk. No, for sure not. Um, and then Columbus, I... they they play Regina or. or... Um. I believe so. Let me bring that up real quick. I don't, I don't have their schedule committed to memory yet. Um, uh, they, they are actually uh, home for Lisbon. Lisbon, yeah, that was who. Uh, yeah, Lisbon's supposed to be really. So, gosh, this week was all great action, and uh, next Friday is all great action. I mean, yep. really yep. exciting games. It, it's a great time to be uh, over there, isn't it? Yep, for sure. Uh, as I said, um, this this past week only kind of reinforced what I said last week. I think last week I said um, out of the seven uh, Muscatine Journal area teams, uh, I think there could be maybe four um, that make the playoffs. And, um, geez, I think five have winning records as of right now. No, four. So, but either way um, – you know, between Durant, Wilton, and Columbus being three and zero, Muscatine kind of figuring it out. Uh, Wapolo, Wapolo and Muscatine could get even this week. You know, yeah, so. yep, yep. Um, uh, West Liberty is home for Comanche um, next week, so so um, you know that's that'll be kind of round out the next week's schedule. Um, that was one that I haven't mentioned yet, but Comanche. Um, 
you know, Comanche was a really good team last year and um, kind of filling in um, some pieces there. They're, they're one and two, but beat Makokita, uh 27-24. So um, kind of figuring out too. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting game between um, teams that are, are looking to right the ship and, and make a playoff push. Well, it's uh, been a very exciting year, and uh, it's been a, it's been a blessing to have you uh, help us fill in uh, not only uh, the Muscatine area that we we hadn't been co- able to cover as good as we should have, but also to, to find uh, the quality of teams and the big games mm-hmm. and all the excitement that's going on over there. It's yep. a really terrific time. Well, we got about a minute left. You want to uh, anything else you want to say, or you want to mention how? Uh, People can follow the, uh, the scores through the Muscatine Journal. Um, uh, I know you've had the, I know you've kind of been big on Columbus, had their coach on and stuff, I believe. But they, they have some kids that are uh, doing like a documentary on their season and are, are kind of filming some stuff in real time and put it up on YouTube. I don't know if, if they've put their this week's episode up, but but that's, that's a really cool thing that they're doing um, to, to have – um, some footage and some like a, a documentary type thing from from the kids' perspective, and have it kind of put out, uh, not quite in real time, but they 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 usually have it out a couple days after the game and stuff, and and uh, and so that's a really cool thing they're doing and digging into the program's past. It's been a hugely successful um, team. They were had a ton of success through the eighties, nineties, and and they're kind of looking to get back to that. Um, and so it's, it's kind of cool to, to be able to watch the kids um, kind of watch that journey. Um, and so, so been keeping up with that. So just kind of give them a plug to check that out. It's zero to 100 um, Columbus football. If you search that on YouTube, it'll come up, but, but that's a really cool thing. Well, um, we're out of time. Uh, this has been uh, the Muscatine report with Ryan Tim.